Hey, everybody. On today's Locked on Bama, we're going to talk about Alabama's disappointing news on the baseball diamond. We're also going to talk about some recruiting stuff. June is going to be a huge month for Alabama when it comes to recruiting. And we're going to bring up one special season. And all this talk of scheduling and schedules getting harder uh, with these maybe the six uh, three method that the SEC is going to come up with and uh, maybe some of these non-conference games coming up. We're going to talk about a season that will blow your mind in terms of Alabama schedule. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good, good. Good holiday. Did you have a good holiday? I did. Check out my shirt. Uh, I mean, it's more 4th of July, but get in, loser. We're going to the moon. Um, that's sort of a Memorial Day thing, I guess. I, don't know. I just thought you went to the beach. I thought I thought you went to the beach. I didn't know it was such an extravagant trip uh, that you took on Elon Musk's. Uh, yeah, I went, in a, what is it? I went to the beach at the Sea of Tranquility. Um, okay. Jimmy, uh, Alabama got some baseball news day. The, the NCAAs had their announcement about who makes the field. Alabama didn't make the field. In fact, they weren't apparently one of the first four out. Um, man, Ole Miss did get in though. I mean, look, it's one of those things to me. This is why you don't have 64 teams. This is stupid that Ole Miss gets in and Alabama doesn't. That That's stupid. I'm fine with, with Alabama not getting in. I'm totally fine with that. The fact that Ole Miss gets in when Alabama swept them, Alabama lasted longer in the uh, SEC tournament than they did, is just and, – and had a better record, I think, in the SEC than they did, is a little goofy. I don't think the third thing's right, although it was close. The way it I look right, at it – It was right there. I'm not going to pretend I know it. No, it is right there. As a matter of fact, this morning on SEC Network, they put up the Alabama resume, the Ole Miss resume, the Kentucky resume – uh, all side by side and like, okay, which one are you going to pick? And frankly, it was all indistinguishable. I mean, for every plus or minus Alabama had Ole Miss and Kentucky, I mean, it just looked like with those three, you could have just picked a name out of a hat. One was not, you know, hugely better than the other. But the way I look at it as an Alabama fan, here's my thing. Does Alabama deserve to be in the NCAA tournament? In my opinion, no, no. They, they, they weren't good enough. If they'd have won one more, maybe two more, in Hoover, then yes. But there were too many midweek losses to bad teams. Uh, the SEC record was about 12 and 18 or 12 and 17 or something like that. That That's just not good enough. As tough as the SEC is, that's just not good enough. Uh, and and there just weren't enough wins. It just wasn't a good enough team. Now, am I mad Ole Miss got in? Not really. I don't really get how Ole Miss got in and Alabama was so far out. I don't get it. But I don't care. I, Alabama didn't deserve to be in, so I don't care who's in. Uh, and, and on top of that, uh, what's in front of Alabama, Luke, is they just got to get better. More dudes. More dudes and more dudes playing well. Uh, because Alabama did have some dudes like, I mean, Zane Denton's a good example. I mean, you know, a real good hitter last year wasn't so good of a hitter this year. Uh, maybe it was an injury thing. I don't know. Uh, Garrett McMillan, great starting pitcher most of the year, but wasn't great every time out. His last start this weekend was was pretty bad. So I'm just saying more dudes and more dudes playing well when it matters. Uh, 
baseball's got a long way to go. I'm a little, I'm a little down on baseball. Uh, I, I'm not so much in favor of, of uh, making a coaching change, but um, to the point of apathy with it, to be honest. I mean, if they do, okay. But if it's up to me, I give them another year. I think the Connor Prelip injury alone and that bad luck is, is worth another year. It also made the NCAA tournament a year ago. Obviously, we're very close this year. I'm forgiving them another year. But if they don't, if Greg Byrne doesn't, okay, so be it. You know, I feel like he'll get another year mainly because uh, Dana Duckworth stepped down as a gymnastics uh, coach. And so I feel like um, that's going to be a situation where they don't, you know, let's not make too many changes in one year. And maybe these two things are totally non-related. But, uh, I mean, it would, if he were, yeah, yeah. And if he were – you know, if we were just stinking up the place, like losing every week, if we were the Cincinnati Reds of the SEC, then, yeah, I think we would make a change. But the bottom line is we we were on the cusp of being okay and a few injuries away. I'm not trying to make excuses uh, for Bohannon. I don't – I'm like you. I'm not really worried about it. I mean, I want baseball to be good, but we only talk about baseball when we're in the College World Series or when we are on the verge of the NCAA tournament. So um, I, I'm not super worried about it. What you just said set, set off a rant for me, nothing with what you said, but I've seen some comments on various public boards, and, and boy, this gets to me because this is why. Because this is what happened in basketball when the fans lose confidence in Avery Johnson and Anthony Grant before, and it hasn't happened in, in basketball with Nate yet. Uh, but I've seen this is what our fans go to. Once fans decide that they're done with the coach, and it's there like, okay, I'm done with this guy. And no change is being made. Like no one's fired today. This is what they do. They think that uh, or they claim that Alabama's not trying, that we don't care. We don't spend any money. We don't invest in the baseball program. They don't care. That's why they don't fire the coach. That is just ludicrous. Alabama spends huge money on every sport compared to everyone else. At the time, I remember specifically when people had decided they didn't care about basketball, didn't invest in basketball, didn't care enough to spend money to win, we actually spent the 16th most in the entire United States on college basketball that year. Uh, baseball's similar. It's not the budget. They hired who they wanted to hire. They picked this guy because he, he was the top assistant at a top program and had been recruiting the SEC forever, and, and it was sort of universally lauded as a good hire. Uh, it wasn't they were trying to go on the cheap. That's anybody that says that doesn't know how the University of Alabama Athletic Department and Greg Byrne works. Uh, they're trying. It's not easy to do. Go ask all the other big time programs that spend a lot of money that also isn't in the NCAA baseball tournament. Uh, it's just not easy to win. Uh, it's more than just throwing money at it. I agree with that. I'm also mildly freaked out that during that entire rant, if you're watching this on YouTube, you had your left hand out of view and your right hand was going nuts. I mean, what yep. are you doing with your left hand? People kind of want to know or don't. Um, I just thought it was odd that you only ranted with one hand. But I, I wonder if it's because I'm on a stool. I'm, I, I don't have like, I don't have like, you hand. I'm going nuts. I'm sort of balancing myself oh, okay. on the stool, going nuts in the rant. 
I didn't want to, I've already dropped a phone in the garbage can once. I didn't want to fall completely off the stool and, and boy, that would be a show. Boy, that's a shame that we weren't doing that show on YouTube when you dropped the phone in the trash can. That would have been amazing. All right, Jimmy, I got to tell everybody about Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL and college football futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs to esports, and even more than that. Head to the website today or use your mobile device, that thing that pocket that you fits in your pocket that Jimmy drops in the trash can, to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online is where the game starts. I want to thank you guys for uh, making this your first listen. You guys are the best. Um, all the new followers. We also want to tell you to check out Locked On Sports today. Uh, this is a great website. First of all, again, thank you for making Locked On Bama your first listen. But for your next listen, you ought to check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions and big game recaps, and the take of the day. Maybe that's something we should do, Jimmy, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, <clears throat> okay. We're going to do the recruiting stuff in the next segment because I know you may get on a roll. I And you have a, you have a Cade Phillips rant. We're going to save it for the next pod. I, I found this interesting, Jimmy. I, I was just thinking back about um, Alabama. And, you know, everybody's talking about the uh, the new schedule format, six and three, and how hard that's going to be. And then Alabama's uh, future non-conference games are against Wisconsin and West Virginia and Ohio State, Notre Dame, Oklahoma. You know, they got all these – a really t- tough games coming up in the non-conference. And everybody's like, how in the hell is this going to work? I just want to hearken back. Let me read off the 1986 schedule. Now, I knew right before you said, I knew you were going to go to 86. It's cool. Year. I wasn't sure what this was going to be about. But right when you I'm like, this is going to be about 86. It's nuts. It is bananas. And, and so ch- dig this. Uh, by the way, at the time, um, Oddly, you only played six SEC games, which is – that's kind of shitty. But you only played 11 games overall. Um, but this was Alabama's SE, uh, schedule in 1986. And it was a hell of a team. Uh, and as I read this off, I'm going to put up the program picture from uh, the Alabama first game in uh, – wow. uh, Yeah, New Jersey, the kickoff classic. That's uh, Alabama against Ohio State. I think that's – is that Earl Bruce, right? That's Earl Bruce, the head coach of uh, Ohio State there. Right. I think that's a good call, yeah, because that's Woody up top with uh, Coach Bryant. And, yeah, and I guess Earl and Ray Perkins were literal direct descendants of of Woody and uh, Woody Hayes and Paul Bear Bryant. And I'll tell you a real quick story about this. My parents went to that game with some other friends of mine, other friends of theirs, I should say, and those friends also had kids about my age. And when they came back, they brought a game nobody in Alabama had even heard of or talked about called Laser Tag. And because uh, they had just been in New Jersey and they found it in the, this toy story. It was like a new thing. And uh, they just gave us all early Christmas presents. I mean, Laser Tag, you put this little thing. I mean, now it's like everybody's got something like it. But it was like you put this thing on your chest and you shoot lasers in it. If you ding three times, you're out or whatever. It was so much fun. But anywho, um. It was East Rutherford, New Jersey, of course. Alabama wins the game. Derek Thomas has two pass interference calls late. Alabama gets the victory. I'm not going to go down all the wins, but I just want to read the schedule. Alabama opened up against number nine, Ohio State. That was back when the kickoff classic was badass. Then uh, they played at home against Vanderbilt. Derek Thomas, I remember I went to that game, blocked a 
a punt and scored a touchdown off of it. Then they played Southern Miss. They won that game. Then they played at Florida and won 21-7. to that, That's pretty damn badass. Then they Emmett, had, Smith, Emmett Smith was probably on. No, no he, he no, wasn't. No, no, he was a freshman the following year. Yeah, when he beat yeah. our ass in Legion Field. Then, um, that's right. He was a freshman, yep. Then we came home to play Notre Dame. Now, Notre Dame <laughs> wasn't ranked, but we came home to play, you know, Notre Dame, who we had never beaten before, and beat them 28 to 10 in Legion Field. Then we traveled. Different Notre, to, different Notre Dame. They were really good. They were just two <laughs> seasons away from winning the national championship. That's right. Then we played Memphis State. They were still Memphis State then and beat them 37 to nothing. Then we go to Knoxville and play Tennessee on ABC. Bobby Humphrey goes off, and we have a, we win 56 to 28. And then I was at this game, too, in, Tus- in Tuscaloosa. We play um, number six, Penn State, and they come in there and wax our ass in front of a That'd capacity crowd of then 60,210. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Different time, wasn't it? Different time. At- yeah. That Penn State team won the national title. That's right. Then we're at Mississippi State, who was number 19. We beat them 38-3, to and that game was on TBS. That's how long ago that was. Must have then been an we, 11 o'clock. That must have been an 11 o'clock, uh, the 11 o'clock TBS. Back then, before it was the Jefferson Pilot kickoff, it was the TBS kickoff at like right. 11 in the morning. That's right. 11.37, wasn't it? They had like real uh, cool – intro to the game was all the mascots they had a cartoon mascot intro that is cool that as good as the sec network is that was even cooler that's right then we play lsu at home in legion field bobby humphrey in my opinion if they had instant replay would have scored on diving over uh the goal line but they said he fumbled they called it a fumble before he crossed the goal line but he didn't um never forget that we lost 14 to 10 then we beat Temple. Then we play Auburn, who was number 14. We lose on the Lawyer Tillman reverse, 27, 21 to 17. And then we go and play Washington in the Sun Bowl and beat the ever living hell out of them, 26 to, I mean, 28 to 6. But my point is that year we played a six game SEC schedule. So again, not quite a nine game SEC schedule, but our non conference was Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Penn State. I mean, that's ridiculous. Who does that? I mean, you can't do it anymore. It was a product of just being able, just playing six SEC games. Back then, there actually used to be more big time. They used to call them intersectional games. Intersectional games, uh, you know, teams from different parts of the country playing each other. There was more of them back then uh, because there were fewer conference games. Uh, but gosh, that schedule. Uh, you know, I'm going to kind of paraphrase the answer. I got to talk to the late, great Ray Perkins one time, and I asked him. I I, I guess I'd had a few beers and was uh, uh, able to ask him a more direct question than I normally would have. But I asked in a uh, conversation with Coach Perk, I said, do you feel like that 86 team could have won the national championship, but the schedule was just too tough, just kind of scheduled our way out of a shot at the national championship? And he answered real quickly and bluntly, and I stupidly didn't think about it before I asked. He was also the athletic director. He probably set up that schedule. But I asked him uh, I asked him that question, and real quick, his answer was, no, 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 we didn't win the national championship because we didn't have enough good players. Oh, okay. Makes some sense. I mean, uh, hey, that's, that's like 
you know, and it, not a shot at his team. It's like, no, nah, no, nah, we weren't good enough to win the national championships. What are you saying? We weren't good enough. Uh, and, and despite how tough that schedule was, he just wasn't good enough. And I, I think there was some Nick Saban in that answer. Honestly, you know, uh, I, I think Coach Saban would answer the, those questions similarly in years that we didn't win the national championship. I don't think Saban will be like the fans and say, well, we had this injury or this injury or we had this bad luck or may, you know, maybe. But I, I, I think Saban's answer as to why we don't win uh, in a private conversation, I think Saban's answer is almost always uh, we, we're, we're just not good enough. And, and because he wants to get us better, he wants to go sign a better class than the one he just signed. All right, Jimmy, let's take a break. When we come back, I'm going to let you tell everybody about our big June coming up. All right, buddy, June is upon us. So uh, tell me what's going on recruiting-wise. Yeah, sort of crazy that, that, you know, this is the new recruiting calendar. Um, I hate it myself. I've ranted against the early signing period since before they, they installed it. Now it's been installed. Now we've seen it in action. I hate it even more. I think a lot of big-time coaches agree with me. I don't know what Nick Saban's public or private stance is. I'm just betting that Nick Saban agrees with me that it's just been terrible terrible because there's all these unintended consequences that came from it. Here's one of the big unintended consequences is uh, the official visits got changed. I mean, no, who, who, I mean, signing days in December, right? You can't do official visits in October, November, you're playing home games. It's just the worst time to do official visits is during home games because you need to spend substantial time. The coaches need to spend substantial time with the players and their families on those official visit weekends. And we're literally playing a game. I mean, it's just so you can't do it during the games. So you're going to do it during August, during fall camp, when your attention needs to be on getting the team ready to play in the games. No, nope. all you're left with is the summer and June and July. So, and and this is also when you have camps. So June, June has turned into weirdly and really stupidly, June is the biggest recruiting month of the year now. For for people like me who love recruiting, I know everybody listens to the show loves recruiting or you probably wouldn't be listening to the show. Uh, June is now the month. June, this is what happens to the, the poor people that work for the University of Alabama's football uh, uh, program because the schedule is really absurd. But Monday morning, there's a camp. So all these kids, most of whom were not recruiting, most kids are there at camp to legitimately have fun, to, to, to become better football players, to enjoy their experience. And for their parents who bring them and get to see Coach Saban or get to watch their kid practice on Alabama's practice fields, the majority of kids that are in camp are, are there to experience that. Some are there to try to impress the coaches to the point they get a scholarship offer or or get bumped up the board. Uh, That's true too. That's what we pay attention to as fans uh, of recruiting. Uh, But that's, that's a small percentage of of the kids that camp over the summer, but Monday, the campers show up and they're there like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and, and some of them leave Thursday and some of them leave Friday and they're there. But as soon as they're out, here comes the official visitors. They arrive on Friday you know, various times during the day. Then the coaching staff and the whole staff has to entertain them Friday, Saturday, into Sunday morning. Uh, by the Sunday afternoon, the kids have all left. They've all gone home. Coaches finally get a few hours off, but it's just a few hours because Monday morning, here comes another camp. And 
man, it, it, it's crazy, the work schedule. Thankfully, I think a lot of the coaches have some vacation time in July, and they really need it with the season about to start. But mostly because they're worn out from June. Just a crazy schedule and a product of that stupid early signing day. It was so much better in the past when we had one signing day in February and all the official visits could take place in January. When the games were over, school's still in session, it's not the summer, it's not the hot summer months, it's in January. That's when most of the official visits were. Perfect schedule. Now it's all screwed up. Now it's literally seven months before that. And because it's seven months before, what does that force you to do? Now your evaluations have to take place seven months before they used to. So now you're evaluating a bunch of 10th graders instead of a bunch of 11th graders uh, on tape. So there's just 100,000 reasons to hate the early signing period, and this is one of them. But for those that didn't know, June is now the recruiting month. Wow. Man, that was a thing you just did. I like that. Um, How long can you hold your breath? That was a rant. Um, I could have. Could have figured out three or four other things to rant about that early period too, but uh, no, I mean, I, it, it's interesting because I love recruiting and I'm still going to love it. And I'm still going to have a lot of, you know, for those that, that subscribe to on three and those that, that subscribe here and listen to us every day, uh, June is actually going to be a fun month to listen to the show and read our stuff on on three, because it's just a wall of, uh, of recruiting information that's going to be happening all month long. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, We will be back with more Locked On Bama on the next episode, obviously. I don't think we're changing. So until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.